What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot the American drug boards are the story here, and he hasn't told you about that, has he? That's Daniel Hopsicker, the Florida-based reporter who penned the moniker and has written extensively about Cocaine One. He seems to think that Fernando Blanco Cisena is hiding something, or hiding a lot of things. Blinkyo, as we've heard, claims to be the man behind the DC-9 with five-plus tons of cocaine that got busted in Campeche on April 10, 2006. In his first round of recorded interviews with reporter Menio Larios, Blinkyo insisted that he had purchased the DC-9 and that the previous owners, Fred Geffen and Royal Sons, Inc., had committed a major error by not immediately canceling the plane's registration. Here's what he told Menio. It was their mistake, he says, and a grave one, because the plane was flying as if it still belonged to its U.S. owners, and no one will believe them when they say that they had already sold it. Blanquio claims that he had nothing to do with Geffen and Royal Sons. He claims that Jorge Corrales, whom he describes as a business partner in his legal companies, coordinated the purchase of the DC-9 without any knowledge of Blanquio's plans for the plane. Hopsicker, however, just doesn't buy it. Although, actually, Blinkio does mention the CIA, though very briefly. Here's what he told Menyo. Mm-hmm. 
de que Belén se estuvo en París con la CIA, de que el avión sí hacía vuelos para la CIA, el avión mío, ¿sí? Which means, I can send you those documents that the planes really were connected to the CIA, that the plane was in Guantanamo, that the plane was in Paris with the CIA, that the plane, my plane, really made flights for the CIA. Blanquillo never sent those documents, but he told Menio that the DEA sent an agent to Guadalajara on April 11, the day after the drug bust. That agent interviewed local airport authorities, whom Blanquillo says were on his payroll. Those authorities, confronted with the evidence from the Falcon 20, also confiscated in Campeche, told the DEA agent that Raúl Jiménez Alfaro was the owner of the plane and that Raúl Jiménez Alfaro was Fernando Blanquillo Ceseña. From that moment, Blanquillo says, the DEA spent two years confiscating businesses, properties, and bank accounts belonging to Fernando Blanquillo Ceseña and Raúl Jiménez Alfaro. The DEA never charged Blanquio or Raúl with any crimes related to the DC-9, not even when they realized that they had arrested him, or rather both of them, in the Dominican Republic, by mistake, and perhaps illegally. The plane shows up on a runway at a small coastal airport in Mexico stuffed with coke. The Mexican army says that irregular flight behavior raised suspicions, and that the plane and the blow belonged to El Chapo Guzman. The Venezuelan government investigates the plane and produces witnesses who say the plane was empty as it was being repaired on the runway in Caracas. Fred Geffen says he sold the plane through a broker and does not know the identity of the purchaser. Jorge Corrales says that Geffen does know who the purchaser was, though he declines to name him to reporters. And Fernando Blanquio Ceseña, who was also Raúl Jiménez Alfaro and Luis Alberto Ortega Sandoval, and Jorge Alberto Amarillo Serrano, and Luis Fernando Bertolucci Castillo, says that the plane and half of the coke were his, and that the other half belonged to his Colombian partner. Blanquio also says that he loaded the plane there in Venezuela before the first of the two doomed takeoff attempts, and he says that he never had anything to do with Geffen and Royal Suns, Inc., and that, by the way, the plane used to make CIA flights to Guantanamo. And you know what? I think they all lie. They mix pieces of truth with bits of lies and try to tell a captivating story, an exciting story, a useful story for moving whatever it is they're trying to move. What we can gather from all these stories, however, is that a single airplane loaded with cocaine brings together the DEA, the CIA, the Mexican Army, the Venezuelan National Guard, and Fernando Blanquio Ceseña, a mid-level pilot an air logistics manager for illegal drug corporations, with some 30 years of experience under his belt, now serving time in the U.S. for things he didn't even do. My name, for now, is John Gibbler, and this, like Jacob Homer, is Transportista. Episode 10, In a Sense. When Fernando Blanco Ceseña reached out to Detective, he promised a story that would be better than the Zapatista Rebellion of January 1, 1994, and the murder of presidential candidate Luis Donaldo Colosio nearly three months later. Here again, 
is how Menio Larios described Blanquios first getting in touch with Diego Sorno and Detective, pitching them his life story. First, it was like a really mysterious guy because he only gave me a, a, a phone number and he told me, you gotta call this guy. He, he's supposed to be in jail. He, he's been telling me that he has a great, great story to tell us that is better than a documentary that we just released like a couple months months earlier in, in Netflix. Uh, this guy started like, uh, I don't know if harassing is the, is the, is the right name. Uh, he was looking for Diego and he was like really anxious to, to talk to him. So Diego, give, Diego Sorno gave me the assignment. And so uh, I called him. When I read through the transcripts of Blanquio's interviews with Menio, I noticed that Blanquio mentioned a few other reporters with whom he had been in contact. I decided to call them up and ask them about their experiences speaking with and their impressions of Blenkio. The first reporter I called agreed only to speak to me off the record. The second reporter I called was Gerardo Reyes, a remarkable Colombian investigative journalist, the director of Univision's investigative unit, and the author of many books, including most recently, Alex Saab, The Truth About the Businessman Who Became a Multimillionaire, Nicolás Maduro's Shadow. In episode two of this podcast, I mentioned that when I first reached out to Reyes in early 2021, he was surprised to hear that I was working on a story about Blenkio. Reyes told me that Blenkio had long promised him the exclusive rights to his story, that he would tell Reyes all that he had done and all that he knew for a book or a film that would blow people's minds. Reyes said that while he was still hoping for the promised permission to materialize, he had not been in touch with Blenkio recently. As we heard in episode two, Reyes was getting ready to release a television segment using interviews with Blenkio in 2017, when Blenkio sent him a strange letter. Here again is what Reyes told me. So when we were preparing a special program about El Chapo Guzman, I convinced Blenkio to go on the record. My idea was recording him from jail by using his voiceover with a video and image as the people from the Making a Murder documentary did uh, readily. He was uh, very helpful. He not only described Guzman in his different stage of his life, and basically he explained how the Air Force of the Sinaloa cartel operates, uh, the procedures to land a small plane in a clandestine track of the Sierra Madre, the international routes of the drug trade, and how they refuel the planes on air. He explained that step by step. But days before we were going to air the program, Blenio stepped back, and he said that he would not authorize the interview. He sent a letter in legal terms, arguing that the revelation of his statements will put him and his family in risk, or something like that. Uh, despite uh, that I have his authorization uh, on the record, I decide not to use the interview. Then I learned that he has been in contact with several uh, reporters offering his uh, life story. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, 
and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcast. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. The letter in legal terms that Reyes mentions is an affidavit that Blanquio wrote, signed, had notarized, and filed in his own court case in November 2017. The affidavit summarizes Blanquio's correspondence with Reyes and then forbids Reyes from using any of the material from those interviews. The document, written after Blanquio gave Reyes his authorization, as far as I can see, has no legal standing whatsoever. If two people sign a contract, one person alone cannot rescind or change the terms of that contract. When two parties establish an initial agreement, both parties must similarly establish any alterations to that agreement. Pretty basic, right? Thus, filing an affidavit about his interviews with a journalist in his drug trafficking court case, in which he pleaded guilty and then unsuccessfully tried to alter his plea, seems to me 
to be a kind of legaloid trick designed to intimidate reporters. Reyes says that he had Blanquiel's authorization on the record, but decided not to use the interview, and that he was thus surprised when I reached out to him and said that Blanquiel had been telling his life story to Detective. When I accessed Blanquiel's court case, I found another affidavit filed in January 2018, and this time naming Daniel Hopsicker. Hopsicker told me he didn't even know that this affidavit existed. It seems that Blanquiel filed the affidavit after speaking with Hopsicker in person. Blanquiel had reached out to Hopsicker and invited him to visit him and talk in prison, just as he had done with Reyes. When I first called Hopsicker, I didn't know that he'd been to meet Blanquiel in prison. Here's how he described that meeting to me. I guess you wanted to talk a little bit about Fernando, who I went up to see um, three, four years ago. Um, nobody even knew. Okay, I mean, I had written, been writing about the the bust of uh, the DC nine with five and a half tons of cocaine, um, and he was arrested, um, extradited to the U.S., um, convicted at trial, and sent to prison all before anyone. And I, you know, I, you could see I probably did five, you know, a couple hundred stories about it, um, without anyone knowing, without 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 anyone knowing that he had been involved with five and a half tons of cocaine, um, which is pretty amazing. But 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 it's the way it's the way things go. It's the way things go here in the states. He wouldn't, he, he, um, um, I mean, he would, he talked, but he wouldn't talk, talk. I mean, it was like, he would like, legally, he was, he was attempting to market what he knew to prosecutors in the El Chapo case. And I don't know if he was successful or not, because I got disgusted. Um, I don't know if he's still in prison or not. The godforsaken prison in North Carolina that Hopsicker mentions is the Rivers Correctional Institution from which Blanquio spoke with Manuel on a smuggled-in cell phone. The 2016 Department of Justice report had this to say about the place. Rivers had the highest rates of contraband fines, excluding cell phones, inmate assaults on staff, uses of force, guilty findings on inmate discipline cases, inmate grievances, positive drug tests, inmate-on-inmate sexual misconduct, and the lowest phone monitoring rate. Godforsaken indeed. Blanquio apparently was moved to another prison in Georgia during the pandemic. I told Hopsicker that Blanquio was still in prison, though he seems to have been moved, and asked him if he could tell me a bit more about what impression Blanquio made on him when they met. Um, I felt sorry for him when I met him. Um, by the time I left, I didn't. But, but um, the, you know, the people are imprisoned in the United States in, in conditions that, that you know, should be international scandal. I mean, it wasn't as if he had things any harder than anybody else there. But, I mean, it was, it was only, you know, it was like a, a medium lockup. Um, but it just looked, I mean, stultifying. And, and he had been there three, four years already. And, and he had solicited me to come see him. And so I slept all the way up there, you know, a, a, a day and a half drive up there. And he had decided, well, he would talk just a little bit because he was trying to retail his story to the prosecutors in the Chapo case. He worked for Chapo, so I got disgusted. He didn't want to tell the truth. He wanted to sell the truth. 
Hopsicker's appraisal here finds some support in the court documents. U.S. attorneys initially presented Blinkhill as a star cooperating witness before cutting ties with him and accusing him of trying to sell his testimony. Blinkhill says that U.S. attorneys lie. He told Menyo that the U.S. attorneys told him not to include any information in his testimony about acts of violence carried out against him and his family by another drug trafficker who was also collaborating with the DEA. Such evidence would tarnish that person's standing as a reputable witness in other cases, Blinkio says that the U.S. attorneys told him. I wouldn't be surprised if both the DEA and Blinkio's accusations against each other were actually true, or true in part. Regardless, the idea of a man marketing the truth resonates with me here. What I've heard in how Blinkio tells his stories, and in the experiences of the reporters who've spoken with him, gives me the impression of a mid-level executive in a global illegal industry, an industry that depends upon the constant production of official invisibility, and thus on the marketing of stories told with facts and lies, an executive who, upon being stripped of his airplanes and bank accounts and multiple passports and taken off to prison, turns to the only resource he has left to try and keep his business afloat. A man who, after decades of ups and downs flying cocaine all over the world, finds himself behind bars and becomes a trafficker of his own story. As Hopsicker says, a man who does not want to tell the truth, but to sell the truth. Over the 10 plus years he has been in prison serving a 13-year sentence, he has sought out and spoken with several reporters and then filed legaloid documents attempting to forbid those reporters from publishing anything he told them. The affidavits naming Gerardo Reyes and Daniel Hopsiger are not the only ones in his file. And all these affidavits, in a glorious twist of irony, are signed by one Luis Fernando Bertolucci Castillo, a man arrested by the DEA in the Dominican Republic, taken to Miami and sentenced for drug trafficking crimes he had not yet committed. A man who, in a sense, does not even exist. Transportista is a Detective production with Exile Content Studio in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. Directed and narrated by John Kibler. Transportista's voice by Joaquin Cosillo. Editing and sound design by Fernando de la Rosa and Pedro G. Garcia. Reporting by John Kibler and Menio Larios. Produced by Julio Gonzalez. Voice recording by Hugo Merino and Rene Garcia. Transportistas interviews translated by Carla Ruiz Argais. Production supervision by Nando Vila and Álvaro Céspedes. Associate producers Alonso Aguilar and Alejandro Durán. Diego Enrique Sorno is the creator and executive producer along with Daniel Eilenberg and Isaac Lee. Executive producers for iHeartMedia are Connell Byrne and Giselle Bunces. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most... 
State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.